Thank you for joining me today here on the Academy Podcast. With the busy holiday season coming up, we're going to be looking at two lessons. And when we return here in January, we'll resume uh, interviewing some of our instructors. Our lesson today and next week, we'll be looking at the topic of brute strength. And today in part one of our lesson, we want to begin by uh, considering and looking at doing things that are not always easy. And so I want to show the importance of not avoiding difficult decisions. Is life, is life full of only easy decisions and comfortable moments? Well, of course not. So what must the Christian do? The first point we want to consider is do what is not easy. Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 22. Second Chronicles chapter 22, beginning in verse 10. Here the Bible says, But when Athaliah, the mother of, of Ahazai, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed of the royal house of Judah. But Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahazah, and stole him from among the king's sons that were slain, and put him, put him and his nurse in a bedchamber. So Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, uh, the wife of Jehoiada, the priest, for she was a sister of, of Ahazai, hid him from Athali, so that she slew him not. And he was with them in the house of God six years, and Athali reigned over the land. We find this wickedness is going on here in verses 10 through 12 of Second Chronicles 22, that, 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 that Athali, the mother of, of Ahazai, saw that her son was dead, and she arose and destroyed all the seed of the royal house, of Judah there in verse 10. We also want to notice as we jump ahead to to the next chapter here, to the next verse, uh, looking at 2 Chronicles 23 and verse 1. The Bible says here, And in the seventh year Jehoiada strengthened himself and took the captains of hundreds, and Azariah the son of Jehoram, and Ishmael the son of Jehonanan, and Azariah the son of Obed, and several others whose names I won't be able to pronounce here in Second Chronicles 23, verse 1. And they went about in Judea, in, in Judah rather, and gathered the Levites out of all the cities of Judah, and the chief of the fathers of Israel, and they came to Jerusalem. Now, we find here that Joash decided it was time to be bold against wickedness. As we look at verse, 20, uh, verse 2 through verse 11, uh, we find that, f- that freedom from evil leader was coming. Looking at verse 3, And all the congregation made a covenant with the king in the house of God. And he said unto them, Behold, the king's son shall reign as the Lord hath said of the sons of David. This is a thing that ye shall do. A third part of you entering on the Sabbath of the priests and, and, and of the Levites shall be porters of the doors. And a third part shall be at the king's house, and a third part at the gate of the foundation. And all the people shall be in the courts of the house of the Lord. But let, none, but let none come into the house of the Lord, save the priests, that they may minister of the Levites. They shall go in, for they are holy. But all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. And the Levites shall compass the, the king round about, every man with his weapons in his hand. And whosoever, and whosoever else cometh into the house, he shall be put to death. But be ye with the king when he cometh in, and when he goeth out. So the Levites and all Judah did according to all all things that Jehoiada the priest had commanded, and took every man his king, every man his men that were 
come that were to come in on the Sabbath, with them that were to go out on the Sabbath, for Jehovah the priest dismissed not the courses. And so as we continue on here in Second Chronicles twenty three, beginning here in verse nine, he says, Moreover, Jehovah the priest delivered to the captains of hundreds spears and bucklers and shields that had been King David's, which were which were in the house of God. And he said all the people, every man having his weapon in his hand, from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, along by the altar and the temple, by the, by the king round about. Then they brought out the king's son and put him, put, put upon him the crown and gave him the testimony and made him king. And Jehoiada and his sons anointed him and said, God save the king. We find here in Second Chronicles 23, 2 through 11, that the king, a new king, is anointed. He says, And Jehoiada and his sons anointed him and said, God save the king. So they brought out the king's son and put, him, put upon him the crown and gave him the testimony and made him king. Verse 11. Next we find in Second Chronicles 23, verses 12 through 21, the removing of hindrances and the, and the removing of the promoters of evil. Looking at verse 12 through verse 21. The Bible says, Now when Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, she came to the people and she came to the people in the house into the house of the Lord. And she looked, and behold, the king stood at his pillar at the entering in. And the princes and the trumpets by the king, and all the people of the land rejoiced and sounded with trumpets, also the singers with instruments and music, and and such as taught to sing praise. And Athaliah rent her clothes and said, Treason, treason. Then Jehoiada the priest brought out the king, brought out the captains of hundreds that were set over the host, and said unto them, Have her forth of the of the ranges, and whosoever followeth her, let him be slain with the sword. For the priest said, Slay her not in the house of the Lord. So they laid, so they laid hands on her, and when she was come to entering the horse gate of the king's house, they slew her. And Jehoiada made a covenant between him and between all the people and between the king that they should be be the Lord's people. Then all the people went to the house of Baal and break it down, and break, the, break his altars and his images in pieces, and slew Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. Also Jehoiada appointed the offices of the house of the Lord by the hand of the priests, by the hand of the priests, the Levites, whom David had distributed in the house of the Lord, to offer burnt offerings of the Lord, as it was written in the law of Moses, and with rejoicing and singing as it was ordained by David. And he set the porters at the gates of the house of the Lord, that none which was unclean anything should enter in. And he took the captains of hundreds, the nobles, and the governors of the people, and all the people of the land, and brought, and brought down the king from the house of the Lord. And they came through the, through the high gate into the king's house, and set the king upon the throne of the kingdom. And all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet after they had slain Athaliah with the sword. What is going on here in 2 Chronicles 22 and 23? We find that Athaliah had committed great evils. We find there at the end of chapter 22 of Second Chronicles that uh, the mother, the Athaliah, the mother of, of Haziah, saw that her son was dead, and she rose and, to, and destroyed all the seed, uh, all the seed royal uh, of the house of Judah. There in verse 10, and what happens now? Well, verse 20, in chapter 23, we find Jehoiada uh, sets out to put the proper king in his place, and we find there in verse. 11 that they brought out the brought out the king's son and put him put upon him the crown and gave him the testimony and made him king and Jehoiada and his sons anointed him and got and said God save the king then what happens next we find they remove all the wickedness they remove all the wickedness verses 12 through 21 
we have to realize that doing what we have to realize we need to be able to be those who are willing to do what is not always easy. That is, boldness against wickedness. Did it take great boldness to march in and to anoint the proper king and to remove all these wicked things and to put to death this wicked person? Well, yes, it took great boldness to remove this evil and to set things right before God and make things correct. And as we find in verses 16 through verse 21 of Second Chronicles 23, Jehovah made a covenant between him between all the people and between the king, that they should be the Lord's people there in verse 16. He says, we're going to return to God, every one of us. And what happens next? They went to the house of Baal and they broke it down and broke the altars and his images and slew uh, the priest of Baal. Then what happens next? We find they would not let anyone in that was unclean, verse 19. We also know back in verse 15, what did they do? They also slew Athaliah who might say the source or the one who began so much rebellion and evil. You know, we have to not only be bold against wickedness, we have to be those who are willing to leave sinful ways behind. That's what we find here in Second Chronicles 23, to put those evil ways behind. But you know, we find examples of that also in the New Testament. If you go to Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9 beginning in verse 20, we think about Saul. The Bible says in Acts 9, beginning in verse 20, And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on, on this name in Jerusalem? And came hither for that intent, that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? But Saul increased them more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt in Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. There in Acts 9, verses 20 through 22. What, was, what had Saul done? He had put behind those evil ways, those wrong ways. He was convinced for so long he was doing what was right. But when it came, when the truth came out and he was in error, what did he do? He obeyed the gospel, which included putting behind those ways that he once was involved in. The Ephesians were encouraged by this same man, encouraged by a man who's now, whose name now is Paul, as we find it here in Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians 4, looking at verse uh, 17. Notice here the words of Paul. He says, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, and in vanity of their minds, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling gave themselves, have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work on cleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. He says, what? You have not learned this from Christ. We are not to be involved in these types of things. If you are a follower of Christ, you are to put sin away. We are to be those who we obey the gospel. We, we discontinue that previous lifestyle, and we begin a new life because we are a new creature in life, as Paul reminds us there in the book of Romans as well. We also have to look at our second point today, and our final point for today is when it comes to standing up against evil and doing that which is right, we have to sometimes be okay with being uncomfortable. We have to be okay with doing things that are going to be uncomfortable for us to do. Because, friends, sometimes standing up for what is right includes standing up against uh, false teaching and, and false ideas. And sometimes we have to be comfortable in doing that. Noah, as we find in Genesis chapter 6, had to do what no doubt would be, could be very uncomfortable. 
we find in Genesis chapter 6, looking at verse 13 and 14, that Noah had a big project. Here the Bible says, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. For all the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the ark. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms that shall, rooms I shall make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. Genesis three thirteen and fourteen, uh, thirteen and four, Genesis six thirteen and fourteen rather. Noah had to be had to become comfortable with making this massive ark, making undertaking this project. Why? Because friends, the end of all flesh was coming because of sin. By Noah building the ark and following God's commands, the wicked will be con- would be and they were condemned to death. Noah no doubt also faced big pressures, as we find in Genesis chapter six, looking at verse seventeen. Here the Bible says, And behold, I, even I, do bring a, bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is, that is in the earth shall die. But with thee I will establish my covenant. Thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons, and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female." As we think about this here in Genesis chapter 6, 17 through 19, Noah had big pressures, didn't he? He had to build the ark. He had to uh, make sure he had to bring his, his wife, his sons, and their wives with him. And they had to bring in all these animals into the ark, as we found there in verse 19. Two of every sort that, uh, that dwell upon the earth, right? Noah had big pressures. He had a big job. And no doubt it could be uncomfortable because if we think about this for a moment, you think those who were some of those who were condemned during the flood were some individuals that Noah knew personally? Yes, I don't think there's any doubt that Noah had acquaintances and uh, who were condemned in the flood, and sons, his sons and their wives the same way, his wife the same way. They all had those who they knew, and they were going to be condemned in the flood. What about the apostles? We go to Matthew chapter 10, think about how uncomfortable and some uncomfortable situations which they were having to face. In Matthew chapter 10, looking at verse 16 through 18, here, here Christ tells them, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. What we find here in verses 16 through 18, Christ is telling the apostles that they need to be uh, those who are wise and those who also at the same time are harmless because they're going to be facing difficult times. They're going to have to be comfortable and, and be willing to accept the fact that they had a hard road ahead of them. As we look at verses 17 and 18, that's what Christ is reminding them. They're going to be delivered up to councils. They're going to endure physical hardships. But they're going to have to endure those things to fulfill the will of God, that is, to preach and teach the gospel. And we also find, as we reminded there in the same chapter, verses 21 and 22, that they would be hated. Verse 21 and 22 of Matthew chapter 10 says, And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. They're going to be hated. They're, why? Because they're preaching the gospel, preaching the truth. Sometimes, friends, by simply teaching the truth and pointing out error that we need to avoid, we're going to be hated by people, those who we care so much about and love so deeply, sometimes will indeed 
walk away from us. But friends, if we have the mindset that, well, we'll just back away from that and we don't want to upset anybody and so we just won't talk about it because we want, we want them to have that fellowship with us. Friends, we, when we do that, we no longer have fellowship with God. You can't abandon truth in order to maintain those friendships and acquaintances which you have. Either God is first or he's not. I thank you for being here with me today. Hope you'll join me again next time as we continue looking at the topic of brute strength.